Section 16b, Comfort Levels. 16.6, Cognitive Bias. In thinking about problems or challenges, we are influenced by a number of factors that shape how we interpret information, weigh its relevance, and ultimately decide upon a course of action or inaction as the situation dictates. Cognitive bias is a person's perspective of a situation or environment that causes them to make decisions based on those perceptions rather than solely on facts and circumstances. Although perceptions are valuable aspects of understanding certain situations and contexts, they must not be allowed to interfere with the actual facts or circumstances being addressed. Psychologists use the term bounded rationality to describe the actual operating state of the human mind. What this means is we may not be as comprehensive in our gathering and analysis of information as many decision-making models assume. Instead of being truly rational and making the best possible decisions, we may inadvertently allow some barriers to affect the way we make decisions. Cognitive bias in our decision process results in several traps decision-makers need to guard against. Some common types of cognitive bias are briefly described here. Overconfidence bias. Humans are overconfident in their own judgments, often unreasonably so. Sunk cost effect. The sunk cost effect is the tendency to escalate commitment to a course of action where there has already been a substantial investment or resources in time, money, or personnel, despite poor performance. Availability bias. Availability bias is the tendency to place too much emphasis on information we have available instead of the information we need during decision-making. Confirmation bias. Confirmation bias, the most prevalent bias. It refers to our tendency to gather and use information that confirms our existing views while downplaying or avoiding information that challenges our working hypothesis. Anchoring bias. Anchoring bias is the unconscious tendency to allow an extreme reference point to distort our estimates, even when that initial reference point is completely arbitrary. In a negotiation, this bias can work in favor of the side that stakes out the initial reference point. Both sides tend to use the initial position as a reference point for the solution. Illusory bias. Illusory bias is the tendency to jump to conclusions about the relationship between two variables when, in fact, no relationship, correlation, exists. Hindsight bias. Hindsight bias is the tendency to judge past events as easily predictable when, in fact, they were not easily foreseen. This bias limits our ability to learn from past mistakes and may affect how leaders evaluate subordinate decision-making. Egocentrism. Egocentrism is when we attribute more credit to ourselves for group or collaborative outcome than an outside party that made significant contributions to the end result. 16.7. Mental Frames. Each of us uses mental frameworks and shortcuts to simplify our understanding of a complex world. The use of frameworks helps us process information quickly and efficiently. Frames consist of our assumptions about how things are related and how they work. This effect is particularly noticeable when framing a challenge as either a risk or an opportunity. Research shows that the human mind naturally estimates the expected return associated with a risky situation. Leaders of any organization or decision-making team must be careful about imposing mental frames on themselves and their teams where critical thinking is needed. Prospect Theory 
prospect theory is commonly recognized as the act of framing a situation as a potential gain that causes decision makers to act differently than when framing the same situation as a potential loss. Prospect theory helps explain our tendency to escalate commitment based on sunk costs instead of making rational evaluations. Based on sunk cost arguments, leaders often take on more risk, committing additional resources to avoid losses even when the chances of success are low. Gamblers placing bets even when they are experiencing a losing streak is an example of prospect theory in that the chances of winning seem greater with each chance taken. Change. Another implication of framing is how organizations react when faced with changes in the operating environment or mission tasking. At the organizational level, threats to our comfortable framework of assumptions are often met with rigid resistance, while changes we see as opportunities are met with flexibility and adaptability. As human beings, airmen are subject to the initial frameworks we establish when confronting change. For good or bad, these frameworks act to limit the information we take in, our willingness to fairly and unbiasedly assess information, and ultimately restrict the solution sets we create, consciously avoiding an inherent tendency to view change as threatening. Intentionally framing change as an opportunity may allow others to freely exercise the habits of mind necessary to make well-informed decisions. Analogies Analogies are often powerful decision-making tools. Great innovative breakthroughs can sometimes occur when analogies from one field or domain are applied to another. Reasoning by analogy occurs when we assess a situation and match it to similar experiences we have previously encountered. At the conscious level, analogies can be used to save time and provide clues about courses of action and implications for a decision-making process. However, without deliberate consideration, analogies may lead us to focus on similarities between events and downplay important differences. When allowing analogy in decision-making, effort should be made to clearly separate fact from assumption. The act of questioning assumptions in any decision-making process is, at its heart, how we apply the habits of mind necessary for good critical thought. Intuition Intuition can complement a decision-maker when used in conjunction with the evaluation of a whole series of alternatives and not solely based on objective analysis. A strength of using intuition is that it is based on matching patterns from previous experiences to cues picked up in the current environment. Based on recognition of patterns, decision-makers may select a course of action as if reading a script instead of truly exploring options. Having decided on an initial preferred course of action, Senior leaders often mentally play out a solution and, if it seems feasible, they go with it. Note, proper use of combined intuitive judgment along with formal analysis may be an effective decision-making technique. Formal analysis can check intuition, while intuition is useful in validating and testing assumptions that underlie analysis. As airmen, recognizing the value of intuition is just as critical as guarding against a lack of analysis in the decision-making process. 16.8. Critical thinking in groups. Conventional wisdom holds that groups make better decisions than individuals because they draw from a diverse base of talent and experience. However, airmen must be conscious of how group decisions are made and create teams capable of applying critical thought to problems in group settings. Airmen engaged in group decision-making must consciously structure the process to encourage critical thinking to prevent momentum from simply leading the group toward conformity. There are a few things to consider when using groups for decision-making. Who should be involved in the decision process? 
In what sort of environment should the decision take place? How will the participants communicate? How will the leader control the decision process? Wisdom of Groups While keeping in mind that groupthink does exist, consider establishing groups for decision-making diverse, made up of members that represent many different disciplines, perspectives, and areas of expertise. Have the group discussions in a decentralized location. Be able to effectively aggregate all the individual judgments and seek group members who are independent, meaning not subordinate to one another. Hindrances to Groups Behaviors that are contradictory to working in groups, such as withholding information for personal reasons or filtering information to accommodate a personal bias, should not be tolerated. Another behavior that should not be allowed is selectively presenting information up the chain of command to inadvertently affect the group's efforts. In addition to this, leaders who are in positions to make decisions based on the recommendations of a group should be aware of how the group was set up and how well it operated to have an understanding of what the decision was as well as the dynamics of how the decision was made. Decision-making teams When creating or observing qualities of good teams, look for individuals who are able to sway others in the crowd. Seek out and encourage individuals who are able to contribute and speak up when in a group dynamic. Group members who demonstrate independence and the ability to overcome hierarchical stigmas will often prove to be strong team members. Another quality for group members is one that encourages honest, candid analysis and contributions from others even when not in complete alignment with their own. The most successful groups will consist of a good balance of individuals who do not dominate discussions but also do not constantly remain in the background. 16.9. Groupthink Groupthink is a common decision trap and one of the major causes of flawed decision-making in groups. Groupthink occurs when tremendous pressures within the team demand conformity and express a strong desire for unanimity at the expense of true critical thinking. Causes of groupthink can stem from strong personalities or influences that overpower or hinder others from being equal contributors to the group, or they can stem from individuals choosing not to speak up in a group so they may be allowed to participate without taking risks or exposing themselves to adverse opinions from others in the group. Whatever the reason for groupthink, it puts the entire group at a disadvantage and should be addressed quickly to get the group back on track toward achieving its purpose for convening. Symptoms of Groupthink To prevent groupthink, airmen must be aware of the symptoms. Common indicators of groupthink include the group demonstrating a feeling of being invulnerable or egocentric. There is a tendency to rationalize away disconfirming data and warning signs of ineffective judgment or critical thinking. The group concludes topics with a feeling of unanimity regarding particular views. Individuals are pressured when they present dissenting views, and group members regress in their desire or ability to contribute to the group. Reducing Groupthink If groupthink is present, outside consultation may be required to get the group on the right track. In other cases, airmen can work to minimize structural barriers to candid dialogue and reduce groupthink tendencies within their organizations. Some ways to reduce groupthink include Defining roles within decision-making teams by giving responsibility to members for aspects of the analysis process and holding them accountable for representing these perspectives within the group. Reducing homogeneity of team composition to bring in diverse or alternative perspectives. Reducing status difference and rating chain conflicts between team members that might hinder candid dialogue. And inviting healthy disagreement during the analysis process to encourage candid dialogue.
16.10. Critical Judgment Professor Andrew J. Dubrin, Doctor of Industrial Organizational Psychology, stated that a high-performance team demands sincere and tactful criticism among members. In the Air Force, it is imperative that feedback is welcomed and encouraged among team members, as well as from a broad spectrum of sources. Receiving information is a way of giving consideration to new, different, and often better ways of performing. The willingness to accept and show appreciation for constructive criticism increases self-awareness and improves team effectiveness. By encouraging and considering critical feedback, teams can redirect focus and energy to correct problems quickly rather than allowing them to intensify. For feedback or criticism to be productive, the collective purpose for the feedback must be for all parties involved to ultimately have the same expected outcome, to improve a process or procedure that positively contributes to the mission. Note, despite the possibility that feedback can be negative, it can positively contribute to the mission if it is delivered without being shrouded in bias, hidden agendas, or unhealthy competition. Honesty is important. However, brutal honesty can be offensive. Giving constructive criticism requires a focus on fixing or improving upon a problem, not focusing on problems for personal or oppositional gain. 16.11. Addressing Conflict Positively Disagreement between participants in any decision-making process is necessary to stimulate inquiry and analysis. The challenge for leaders is to create constructive conflict while retaining the teamwork and relationships necessary for future decision events. In the decision-making process, debate focused on the issues and ideas at hand, cognitive conflict is constructive. On the other hand, emotional and personal outbursts, effective conflict, are not. A key aspect of managing the decision process is to stimulate cognitive conflict to advocate positions and analysis, Debating concepts, but not attacking the person representing them. Airmen in leadership positions should clearly establish ground rules for interaction during deliberations and require participants to respect each other's cognitive and analytical styles. 16.12. Indecision. Indecision is not solely a problem with leaders, organizational cultures, or complex topics. Indecision often occurs as a result of combinations of all three. The aspect of organizational cultures can be addressed by recognizing patterns of behavior that manifest dysfunction within the decision-making process. Three harmful organizational cultures are briefly described here, cultures. The culture of no. Organizations with a culture of no have established a decision-making process where lone dissenters are able to issue non-concurs within the planning process, effectively blocking overall organizational goals because they conflict with internal sub-organizational interests. This culture can arise in organizations where meetings focus on dissections of proposals instead of true debate and analysis. Leaders who reward subordinates based on their ability to dissect others' ideas without providing alternative courses of action enable and promote a culture of no. In a culture of no, dissenters tear down or block proposals and ideas rather than critique a proposal with the intent of strengthening it. The culture of yes. Organizations with a culture of yes have established an environment where dissenters tend to stay silent. This silence becomes a tacit endorsement of the proposal without the benefit of analysis and debate. 
In this form of organizational culture, once a decision is made, subordinates later express disagreement to distance themselves from a decision or to undermine the implementation of the plan. Airmen operating in this type of culture must understand that silence does not mean assent and watch for those not contributing to the discussion. Overcoming this cultural tendency requires leaders to bring constructive conflict within the decision process to the surface and analyze concerns and alternative interpretations of evidence. The Culture of Maybe Under the culture of maybe, decision-makers work to gather as much information as possible, which often results in analysis paralysis. Under analysis paralysis, decision-makers constantly delay action because they think more information and analysis will clarify their choice. This culture tends to develop in organizations facing highly ambiguous situations or in organizations where competing sections, leaders, practice conflict avoidance as opposed to open analysis and debate. In these organizations, decision-makers must balance the benefit of gaining more information against the diminishing returns they provide as opposed to initiating action. While leaders are seldom able to accurately calculate the cost versus benefit of waiting for additional clarity, intuitive judgment serves as a cutoff for unnecessary delay. 16.13 Decision-Making Outcomes Procedural Justice The process by which a decision is made significantly influences implementation and follow-through of the solution. The key aspect to the outcome of a critical decision is consensus among the team responsible for enactment. In many cases, consensus does not mean unanimity. Consensus is a commitment to and shared understanding of the desired outcome. Procedural Fairness Airmen must work to make sure a decision process is fair and legitimate. Even when participants agree with the chosen course of action, if they do not see the process as legitimate, they are often disenchanted with the outcome. Procedural fairness provides support to decision-makers, especially when they are making unpopular decisions. Fair processes help build consensus, but more importantly, aid in implementation because participants feel that all perspectives have been considered and analyzed. If decision-makers are subjective in their analysis, participants lose faith in the decision process, making it difficult to support the outcome. Providing participants with time and venues to express their positions and a transparent system of weighing different perspectives is important. When final decisions are made, the fairness of the process is what allows airmen to rally around the designated way ahead with confidence that the decision-maker considered all aspects before finalizing which course of action to pursue. Note, from an application standpoint, some leaders seek consensus as a way of empowering their people. However, the adage that a camel is a horse built by consensus is not so far-fetched. Great leaders do not seek consensus. They build it. Procedural legitimacy. Procedural legitimacy in decision-making occurs when the decision process is perceived to be in line with an organization's socially accepted norms and desired behaviors. To create an organizational culture of decision legitimacy, Leaders should provide a process roadmap at the beginning of the decision process, reinforce and demonstrate an open mindset, engage in and encourage active listening, separate advocacy from analysis, explain the decision rationale once made, express appreciation for everyone's participation, and express how alternative inputs contributed to the process. 16.14 Accidents, Deviance, and Consequences Within the Air Force, like any other organization, 
Decisions made in highly complex, tightly integrated environments may have unanticipated consequences. If airmen are unaware of or have failed to think through decisions, catastrophic failure can result. With the understanding of the role all airmen play in using the habits of mind for critical thinking, the following sections examine perspectives on decision-making failure. Normal Accident Theory – Structural Perspective The normal accident theory rests upon the assumption that in any highly complex, high-risk organizational structure, decision failures are unavoidable. High-risk systems are systems classified by their complexity and the coupling of multiple processes occurring in conjunction with one another. Systems that are interactively complex and tightly coupled are particularly vulnerable to catastrophic failure stemming from mistakes made by decision-makers, often small mistakes which go unrecognized or uncorrected. In coupled, interdependent systems, Tight interactions based on poor decisions can magnify normal accidents into system-wide failure. In simple linear processes, such as an assembly line, failure has a visible impact on the next process but is identifiable and limited. When interactions are nonlinear and affect a variety of other systems, the failure of one component has unanticipated effects on many subsystems. If the subsystems are tightly coupled, highly interdependent, a failure quickly causes changes in multiple systems nearly simultaneously, making it hard for leaders to diagnose the symptoms and determine the extent of the failure. Because airmen project power globally, anticipation of the impact from even minor deviations from procedure or instruction is extremely challenging. Normalized Deviance Theory – Behavioral Perspective the normalized deviance theory is the gradual acceptance of unexpected events and risks as a normal behavior in the operating environment, including the acceptance of lower standards. This practice of producing shortcuts or variations to normal procedures eventually becomes normalized to the point where the deviance is no longer noticed. Deviations become accepted as new norms and are no longer assessed using the habits of mind necessary to identify causes and find solutions. As organizational members become accustomed to the reoccurrence of seemingly minor but unpredicted anomalies, they become less concerned with the potential catastrophic effects of more severe failures of the same system. A classic case of normalized deviance is the example of the Challenger space shuttle disaster. In this case, the erosion of O-rings was not within acceptable tolerances. However, after its occurrence, several times with no catastrophic result, the members of the organization accepted their erosion as a normal and acceptable event, despite deviation from their engineering standards. In this case, National Aeronautics and Space Administration, as an organization, was working hard to make spaceflight feel routine. The organization's culture, combined with cognitive bias and external pressures, led to the normalization of a potentially catastrophic failure. Airmen must be aware of the type of organization they operate within and understand its complex interactions. We should guard against substandard procedures by continuously questioning the way we do business, consciously identifying the close calls and deviances from normal operations, and ensuring deviations from standards are analyzed as part of the decision-making process to gain an understanding of how to improve programs and implement new decisions. Practical Drift Within large organizations, subunit leaders at all levels make decisions to maximize efficiency. They establish localized rules and procedures that comply with the overall intent of the organization. 
Over time, these procedures become accepted practice. Similar to normalizing deviance, this practice causes organizational norms to drift. Often, this drift is unproblematic. However, under ambiguous conditions in complex interactive environments, divergence may lead to altered expectations and poor information flow, resulting in catastrophic cross-system failure. Airmen must be aware of how their decisions at the local level tie in with overall organizational goals, standards, and expectations. Leaders must use their awareness of organizational goals and standards to monitor practical drift in their areas of responsibility, recognize disciplined initiative, and maintain standards consistent with outside expectations. Airmen in positions of responsibility must work to temper practical drift and create a culture where critical thinking is applied to ambiguous threats. This goal can be accomplished by developing processes for identifying and analyzing small problems and failures and treating them as potential indicators of larger problems. Effective techniques include empowerment of frontline workers and flattening hierarchies to reduce information filtering. Leaders can further minimize the problems associated with practical drift by creating and encouraging transparency in organizational structures and systems to identify local practical drift and understanding the why behind local standards. Avoiding band-aid approaches to small problems by fixing the root cause across the system, as well as creating a climate of candid dialogue to review and revisit standards and seek problems. Monitoring seams where information is handed off between units and organizations. Conducting careful after-action reviews focused on process improvement. Ambiguity. The challenge for airmen of all ranks is that ambiguous threats do not trigger organizational responses. The failure to apply critical thinking to ambiguous threats means the recovery window between the emergence of the threat and its occurrence as a catastrophic failure may narrow. Airmen at all levels must be aware that ambiguous threats may go unaddressed due to information filters caused by structural complexity and interorganizational power dynamics.